to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another wonderful Wednesday for Torch Report 499, an important time to stand together. Friends, today we're going to take a cold hard look at just what the future has in store for us. And of course, remember that within the context of all the chaos, life is still good. Now, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? And yet, the insanity of it all continues to accelerate. We know that. It's the day before Thanksgiving 2023, and many people are on the road or at the airport or out busy preparing their homes for family and friends ahead of the big feast and celebration. So, it's really no coincidence that at this busy time, there are a few juicy gems getting slipped into the news cycle today, like this one here, for example, from the Gateway Pundit. The title of the article is, Joe Biden is invoking wartime powers to push the left's green agenda. Now, I love Jim Hoft and the way that he he really just captures everything in a single uh, headline there. But yeah, invoking wartime powers to push the leftist green agenda, says uh, Hoft. He says, and I quote, Joe Biden is using the Defense Production Act, a law from the Cold War era, to push the green agenda that has come to define much of the modern left. This is a classic example of most of the media looking the other way because they agree with the green agenda. Imagine what they would say if Trump was using this law to advance a pet project for conservatives. The media would go crazy. And it's also just another step in the Democrats' war on fossil fuels. Period. End quote. Now... Friends, it's not really a surprise, but it's, it, it is worth noting that this, this war on fossil fuels, this is not just a Democrat pet project. This is a global agenda that was concocted and has been driven by the radical environmentalists since the 1970s. And furthermore, since its insidious inception, the entire climate cult has been heavily infiltrated and guided by rabid eugenicists who view we deplorables, we defective peasants as a social cancer upon the body politics. And again, that's their words, not mine, friends. Just to quote a little bit from some source texts that were originally reported in Torch Report 285, the sinister saga of the secret cabal, getting into this radical climate cult from the 70s. Uh, It says, quote... If poor, ignorant, unintelligent people are reproducing at a faster pace than upstanding, intelligent, productive people, this spells disaster for society. Indeed, such population dynamics increase crime and disease and social discord, inequality, global pollution, and a general degradation of civil society. Eugenics seeks to solve this problem. Period. End quote. Eugenics seeks to solve crime and disease and social discord and inequality and global pollution. And please note, friends, the identical objectives of the eugenics society and the so-called sustainable development goals. It is no coincidence that they are identical objectives, friends. They, they, they understand what they're doing here. You know, and then I think that we need to understand that these very educated academic elites 
Most of the people in the eugenic society are professors and deans or heads of department for Ivy League institutions. They believe that they have this moral imperative to reduce the human population. They go on to say, they actually have the gall to say, and I quote, Our present methods of treating defectives leave great numbers to produce new offspring and create new cancers in the body politic. It would be no means a misnomer to call the American Eugenic Society a society for the control of societal cancer. Period. End quote. Oh my gosh! You know, these arrogant SOBs. You know, I can't believe, you know, well, our present methods of def- yeah, treating the defective peasants. I mean, it leaves a great number of these defective peasants to produce new offspring. I mean, this is creating cancer in the body politic. I mean, I can't, you know, we got, as the American Eugenic Society, we got to do something about this. I mean, it's no means and misnomer to say that uh, our society is a society for the control of social cancer, period, end quote. I mean, come on, it's preposterous. These pompous jackasses. It's always fascinating to me to see just how confident they are. You know, uh, they're confident in their plans to reduce and control the human population. They believe it is an immoral imperative. And their, their haughty arrogance has blinded them to the absolutely astounding inhumanity of their plans to simply proportion the population to whatever the hell arbitrary level they deem desirable. Friends, they fail to see the inhumanity of eliminating broad swaths of pesky peasants, the defectives, the deplorables, you know. But they are keen, they're keenly aware of the fact that they're actually going to have to lie through their teeth to pull this off, right? They don't see anything wrong with it, but we can't really tell them what we're up to. Again, in the words of the globalist, quote, we tell the common people that if they will submit to a code of tyrannical regulations, they shall never be in want. They do submit to these regulations. They perform their part of the contract, but we do not. Nigh, we cannot perform ours. And thus, the poor sacrifice the valuable blessings of liberty and receive nothing that can be called an equivalent in return. Period. End quote. Just to point out, that is the plan. Friends, this is the taproot of the environmental agenda that's currently bundled up in the UN Sustainable Development Goals in Agenda 2030 and all that under the auspice of ushering us into a new era of sustainable living, a.k.a. future effing Earth. They seek total control over the food supply and every aspect of our lives. They promise sustainability and equality, knowing damn good and well that they can never deliver. So, you know, you know, the peasants sacrifice their blessings of liberty because they bought into the lies. But friends, once once they do have control over the food supply and the means of transportation, once that's all complete, and they're doing it right now. And this whole thing with the, with the Marshall-style plan and, and all of that, invoking wartime uh, powers to push the agenda, it's all part of it. It's accelerating, right? But once they've, the capture is complete, it really becomes much easier for the ruling class to rule with an iron fist. Because if the peasants get out of line, they get less carrot and more stick as they were uh, so smugly uh, contemplating, discussing over there at Summer Davos. And I just I want to point out here 
When the globalists are discussing less carrot and more stick to drive this agenda, the proper emphasis here should be placed on less carrot. Less carrot. Now, I've noted many times that hungry peasants are more pliable, right? That's why they're doing this, capturing the food supply. It's hard for a hungry peasant to bite the hen that feeds them, which is why starvation has been central to every communist revolution in the history of humanity. And it's also a convenient way, starvation is a convenient way to eliminate a bunch of excess meat-eating, mouth-breathing peasants, hence the harsh reality that starvation is in fact all part of the plan. Friends, I think it's worth keeping that in mind as we gather and feast this Thanksgiving. We do have much to be grateful for, not the least of which is that even though the commie cabal is hard at work trying to capture the food supply and divide and conquer us all, the farmers still have fertilizer and fuel, the stores still have groceries on the shelves, and you know more people than ever before right now, now are in fact waking up and beginning to resist this abject tyranny. That's good news. Which brings me back to Joe Biden, Joe the sock puppet Biden, evoking wartime powers to advance this agenda. Just in case it's slipped your mind, the climate crazies, they believe that humanity is facing an existential crisis that threatens our very existence. Now, I know that probably hasn't slipped your mind because they're rubbing our face in it all the time. They believe this, uh, this, this whole made-up fantasy that we're facing an existential crisis that's threatening the planet, they believe this with an unshakable conviction. And they believe, collectively, the climate cult believes that they absolutely must do whatever it takes to reduce the population and save the planet. These people are crazy, but they're not stupid. Now, you may recall uh, Vice President Kamala Harris recently saying the quiet part out loud, right? She said, we need to reduce the population so our children can breathe clean air. And somehow, come on, no, she never said that. You know, she never really said that. Well, friends, just to put it into context, linking directly to the White House transcript, it reads as such. Kamala Harris says, quote, when we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water, period. P- uh, end quote. And then applause. Oh, yay. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, our children can breathe clean air. You know, this, this whole thing about the wartime powers to push the green agenda, this is what it's all about. You know, we got to reduce the population. Now, to just kind of bundle that casually in with clean energy and electric vehicles, I don't think that she was supposed to say the reduce the population part, but she did. You know, and if you just put it, you know, bluntly, basically what they're saying is that every single person on the planet needs to submit themselves to the arbitrary, capricious, and entirely disastrous Agenda 2030, which is in fact designed to reduce the human population so that they can fulfill their utopian fantasies and rule over a pristine socialist paradise. That's what they want to do, you know? And in this pristine socialist paradise, that's where everybody does what they're told and gratefully pays tribute, i.e. their environmental taxes, to the enlightened leaders. You can't make this stuff up, friends. I mean, it's, it's insane, but that's what we face today. And if Biden's uh, 
proclamation is any indication, I think we should only expect that they're going to become increasingly aggressive, increasingly militaristic in their pursuit of this pie-in-the-sky globalist fantasy, this scheme they call net zero. Now, it's also worth noting that along with demanding absolute conformity with this global psychosis, they're trying to make it illegal to question the climate agenda. Even this guy, Dr. Patrick Moore, he's the co-founder of Greenpeace. He is a world-class jackass environmental wacko. But even Dr. Patrick Moore has openly admitted, and I quote, if, if they actually achieve net zero, at least 50% of the population would die of hunger and disease, period, end quote. So that's coming from a guy that's about as far left and in the, in the, you know, in the bag for the climate agenda. He says if they actually achieve net zero, 50% of the population would die of hunger and disease. Friends, I just want to emphasize again the obvious here that starvation and depopulation are part of the plan. In fact, they are entirely central to the strategies of the global cabal because A, the global cabal believes there are too many peasants on the planet and thus the current population is unsustainable. And B, because these strategies, starving the peasants, have historically proven to be effective at bringing entire populations under the tyranny of centralized control. In other words, again, they know exactly what they are doing. And lest it seems so unthinkable, it's like, no way, come on, these guys, they're not really trying to do this, you know. It, it, it's tempting sometimes to believe that this is just crazy talk, you know, right-wing extremist rhetoric, you know, conspiracy theories and such. Friends, a lot of people want to think that it could never happen. But this latest use of wartime powers to drive the agenda, I think that's a wake-up call. And even that said, it's really nothing new. Not only has Biden invoked Cold War-era law before in order to dump millions upon millions of taxpayer dollars into this radical agenda, uh, this effort to implement a Marshall-style plan has been brewing for years. And I've previously reported on this. As a matter of fact, uh, I first reported on this militaristic Marshall-style plan to, to force the green agenda down the throats of humanity back in May of 2022. It was Torch Report 114, following the money to future Earth. And in Torch Report 114, following the money to future Earth, Prince Charles himself had been calling for global a global military-style Marshall Plan in order to combat climate change. And that was published uh, out in Reuters, as a matter of fact, not some, you know, you know, uh, fringe source right there on the front page of Reuters, September 21st, 2020, that smug, pompous, arrogant, uh, Prince Charles there, you know, is, is standing there and has got all his get up on, but he's, he's announcing that we need a military style Marshall plan to combat climate change. I mean, think about what was going on in the world in September of 2020. Do you remember what the world was like? In September of 2020, it was peak COVID insanity. And while the whole world was falling apart and going, what the hell's going on? Prince Charles is saying we need a military-style plan to fight climate change. Now, that said, 
as I was, I was thinking about this and that whole period of time, I was reflecting on the fact that at that point in time, September 2020, my family and I were hard at work building our cabin out in the middle of nowhere so that we could avoid the zombie apocalypse and hunker down for the last stand of humanity. And uh, I wanted to share a little glimpse of what that looked like, a little glimpse into my world at that time. It was uh, morning tonight, maximum effort, working to finish the cabin before the snow came. And so I threw a few pictures of your favorite fuzzy peasant in today's report. Friends, uh, these pictures were taken a few days apart while Prince Charles was advocating for the military-style plan to fight climate change. I was building the walls and the roof uh, of the cabin there. So if you'd like to see this picture of your favorite fuzzy pleasant, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or wherever podcasts are heard, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to see this spiffy picture of little old me. Now, like I was saying, prior to the pandemic, I was saying this yesterday, you know, but prior to the pandemic, I didn't want to touch politics with a 10-foot pole. I had other priorities. My mission at that point in time was to help people heal using all the ancient techniques that have been passed down from the sages throughout the ages. And I had, I had sold the yoga studio at that time. I was focusing on serving the people who needed the most help, namely my fellow veterans who were suffering from PTSD and all that jazz. But that was then and this is now. Now, up until that point in time, I had not realized how tyrannical the government had become. I didn't realize that the government had assumed for themselves that they had complete control over my life, that they could just lock me down and cover my face and force experimental injections upon me to test me and track me like a lab rat and to do all of this with complete impunity, as if I was simply expected to comply and not fight back in defense of myself and others. But friends, they grossly underestimated my warrior spirit, and the government can go to hell, hell, hell. <laughs> but at any rate, you know, the pandemic was like a, a global shell shock, right? It inflicted massive trauma upon the public psyche, and it was done on purpose in order to facilitate the subconscious taming, and the mind control that I've only more recently been learning about. And in the thousands of hours of research conducted between then, that point and now, I've gone from being surprised by all of this intentional malvolence being perpetrated by these great evildoers to identifying the patterns in their strategies and sounding the alarm about what lies ahead. And seeing this, you know, seeing the current sock puppet administration invoking wartime powers to advance the globalists' insidious anti-human agenda and realizing that these military-style strategies have been long in the works. It reminds me to remind you and to remind us all that the Great Reset is upon us. And at this point, friends, there simply is no going back to the way that it was. Uh, by the way, you can catch up on that Great Reset if you're not familiar with it. Uh, impending doom and what happens next. Torch Report 82. But, friends, it is difficult to grasp the scope of it all, let alone to try to pack it all into a single report and succinct and witty 20-minute podcast. And that is why I've been spending six days a week researching and sharing what I've learned with you so that together we can raise awareness to this dark plot against humanity. So as I get set to take my first four-day weekend in over a year, friends, I'm, I'm exceedingly grateful 
for the readership here, for the listening audience here at thetorchreport.com. Without your continual encouragement and financial support, it would be impossible to pull this off. So contrary to the popular opinion of the global elites, I'm here to say that I believe that humanity is the solution to our government-run problems, and that the ruling class is the real cancer upon society. I believe this truly is a pivotal point in the history of humanity, that this really is a us-versus-them, winner-takes-all situation, that right now, those of us who want to live together as free human beings must square off against those who seek to control us all. And the stakes have never been higher. Friends, if you agree with me on that, please share this report. More than that, as you enjoy this Thanksgiving with your family and friends, don't be shy about calling it out, uh, about reminding everyone that united we stand and divided we fall. If, if the conversations this, uh, this holiday weekend begin to devolve into political bickering, just remind people that we've got bigger fish to fry. And above all else, remind them that life is still good, that America is still good, and that despite our petty differences, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are always worth fighting for. There's never been a more important time for us all to stand together. And that is the message of my heart for today, friends. I wish peace and blessings to you all. I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend. Uh, by the way, I did put a, a little special treat in the report today for all the incredible Patriot Club members out there. Thank you for your for your support. Uh, if you'd like to join the Patriot Club, I'd be greatly honored if you do. Uh, but for those who are in the Patriot Club, I did put a little short song. I actually wrote it, uh, you know, in building the cabin. So my 40th birthday, I was in the in the camper. We're trying to build this cabin. Anyway, I wrote a little song there. I wanted to share it with you as just a way to say thanks. Get out there and embrace the rest of this wonderful Wednesday. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh,